1: at the 21-yard line. Xavier Legat with back-to-back catches, and he's got the game box inside the 25. Sponsored by Carolina Honda Powerhouse, your local Honda Superstore for motorcycles, ATVs, side-by-sides, scooters, and generators. CarolinaHonda.com. Your home of the Gamecocks in the Midlands. 1075 The Game. Also heard on the Grand Strand at 100.3 The Game. And in the PD at 100.5 The Game in Florence.
0: And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on the game. It is Reaction Monday. Tyler Head and Chris Clark in the in Chevrolet Studios welcoming in today's guest fresh off the field on Saturday, Marcellus Dial. Marcellus, thank you so much for taking some time for us today and uh, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. What about you?
0: Doing good. Uh, unfortunately, coming up just a little bit short on Saturday. Certainly a hard-fought game against the Number one team in the country. Yes, uh, what what's the vibe coming away from Saturday for uh, for the whole team right now?
2: Um, the vibe is really we know we um, got a lot to work on, but we just took the number one team toe to toe. So it's really not a pat on the back, but just um, something to really build off of because we know um, what this team can be. How do you how do you? Uh,
3: whoops. How do you feel today? I mean, physically I, uh, beat up? <laughs> nah, not really beat not up. I,
2: I, just a couple. A little bit of soreness, but not, not nothing severely, you feel
3: me? Uh, Ryan Brewer, former Gamecocks running back, he comes in studios sometimes, and he would say, you know, after you play an SEC game, it feels like you've been in two car wrecks yeah. sometimes. You've, you've had those moments sometimes. Yeah,
2: definitely. SEC is rough, and no matter who you're playing, it's going to be a battle every every week. You know, you're going to get some – you're going to feel it the day after. It. So really. the,
3: the cool thing about Mondays is um, you guys do get, you know, your, an actual, like – Day off. I know you don't get a lot mm-hmm. of days off, but NCAA mandated day off during the week is on Monday. Um, let's let, and that allows you to come in here with us. So we appreciate your time yes, for sir. sure. Uh, tell, remind the listeners a little bit about kind of what the schedule looks like during the week. So let's start. You know, Sun Sunday. Yes. What sir. do you guys do? Because I know you're y'all are right back at it after yeah, a game. a little Yeah, bit, right so.
2: after a game. So Sunday we um. After the game Sunday, we have um we have to report in the building like around like two thirty, and then after that we go into like team meetings, looking at the game, looking at um things that we could have done better, trying to get better off that. Then after that we go into like offense, defense, lift, offense meet, defense lift, defense meet, offense lift. Then after that we have a little light practice like thirty minutes or so, and then um from there we um and then we done for the night around like we get done around like seven thirty, and then. You want me to go the rest of the week too?
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, go ahead All right. it. <laughs> and then
2: Monday and Mondays, um, like I like they just said, um, we completely off, so we we um have time to come in on our own and get treatment or come in on our own and get some extra film study in, and then if we want to, and then on Tuesdays, that's whenever like the week really starts. We um come in, come in at seven fifteen, have practice, um, practice usually start around like nine forty five, and then. We get done around like 11, 11, no, yeah, 11, 30, 12 each and every day. So, and then after that, we done for the rest of the day as well. You got classes, you got, you got your tutors and all that stuff. And then, um, it's the same, it's the same schedule really from Wednesday, Thursday. And, um, but Friday is a little bit different because we, that's the day that we travel. So we, they usually let us come in the building a little bit later around like 2.30. We come in, we, um, do a little walk through, We, um... And really get get our own stuff together. Get ready to get on the buses and drive to the hotel if it's a home game, or get on the buses drive to the airport if it's a away game. So
3: Tuesday, thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are really like those are your days where you're really prepping on the yeah. field for the next opponent.
2: It's really well. Tuesday is really like the 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 all right. That's that's the day like you win the game like. That's the day that's going gonna to get it out of you. Like Tuesday is really the hard hard day, but that's Thursday, the most important practice. Yeah, that's the most important practice. Tuesday, Tuesday is the most important practice. That's the longest practice out of the week. So, but then Wednesday and Thursday, it don't calm down, but it's it's right, like, right. It, it's a little bit lighter. You feel me? So,
3: so when y'all are, that's kind of a that's a quick turnaround. I mean, ever everybody in college football is doing some yeah. version of that, but that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, you know, having that that one main day and then a couple other days. Uh, can you – do you ever get a sense or does it kind of not make sense sometimes? Like, do you all feel like – can you look back after a win and be like, we had a really good Tuesday practice? Or if you lose a game, do you look back and say, ah, the Tuesday practice or that week of practice wasn't that good? Or does it Does it ever – does it always match up?
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it does because I know <laughs> – I remember I, – I, I can't vividly remember, but I know it, it's been a couple Tuesday practices where we went out there and we – Stunk it up, and then we went, and then on Saturday we went out there and we played our best. But I mean, usually it does correlate, you know. It, it does matter how we practice each and every day, so we d- um definitely try to go out there with the mindset like this is the game, like we had to we had to get better.
0: So ahead of the North Carolina game, Coach Beamer said in his press availability on that Tuesday that he didn't have a good practice that day is that always kind of the vibe early in the week like hey guys you need to get better today's practice wasn't good is that kind of a common thing or is there was that well will he tell you you have a good practice on Tuesday as well
2: oh yeah he he definitely let us know whenever we had a bad practice or whenever we had a good practice but yeah that on North Carolina the North Carolina on week the Tuesday practice wasn't wasn't really good so we we, we definitely um heard about that all week and then <laughs> And then um, like like I said, this this past practice was a really well. This past Tuesday practice, Georgia week was a really good practice. So we heard about that one as well.
0: So off of that, really quick, we always say that when coaches speak to the media, do these press conferences, they're really talking to you guys, really instead yeah, of us. Yeah, trying you, to motivate. It. Do, yeah, do you, do you guys feel that as well?
2: Yeah, we definitely. It's conversations that goes on in the locker room. Like we know, we know that he's he's trying to just um fire us uh, fire us uh, fire us up and challenge us so um especially when we've done like we haven't met the standard. so we know we know he um he means no harm by it
3: let's let's go back to the game saturday against georgia and so like you said earlier you get in the facility on sunday you will have a lighter day of practice kind of recover a little bit but you're you know mentally going back and watching film and look at what happened in the previous game so um Let's start with you individually, yeah. and then we'll go to teams. So individually, you know, <laughs> what did you see? What what was kind of your your scouting report? Your self scout? Like the what was the good? What was the bad?
2: I mean, the good was, I would say, I came up and um, I made some tackles. You know, I I, I got myself in the game. Um, really getting off blocks and um, like I said, making tackles when, whenever I needed to, whenever I had to. Um, but. The bad I would say, the things I well, not even the bad, the things I need to work on. The um things I gave up. Um I would say coming out of coming out of halftime the third um on third down I gave up a third I gave up a little slant, but it wasn't it didn't, it didn't get completed for the first down, but they was still it was shorter um gave them, gave 'em um a chance to go for it on fourth down with um like fourth and one. Then um I gave up a post that that I, I should have played differently, you know, so it's little things I had to um, fix with my game, but nothing, nothing major.
3: Would you look back? So I, I'm fascinated by what you said on the post pattern. So, would you say, like technique wise, you needed to play that different? I remember, I'll bring it back to to your play, but yeah. like against North Carolina. Coach Beamer was breaking down um, one of the touchdowns that they had on a slot fade, yeah. and he mentioned they had the previous play they had run the exact same play yeah. against the nickel, <clears throat> played the right technique. Next play, change up the technique, give up a touchdown. Yeah. Right. So when you're looking back at that play, like I know hindsight's twenty twenty. You look at the film, but what what did you feel like? How how do you make that decision in that moment? Yeah, you know?
2: I, I was um really. It was what I was practicing all week, like. Um, my, my specific coach, he tells, like, he, um, preached to us, like, whenever, because it was a post route, so whenever they run a post in your corner, you should try to stay on top, you should try to stay on top, because the quarterback should put a little bit of air under the ball, but in that situation, I was, um, I, I recognized the post, so I start like, I, I ran, tried to stay on the upfield shoulder, but in that situation, the quarterback, um, he, he didn't, he didn't put any air under the ball, he, um, like, put it on him, you feel me, yeah, so, so, yeah. so I was, I was, like, playing, i was playing on the top field shoulder thinking like i was gonna have time to either he gonna have to he gonna either overthrow the ball or he gonna have to like put his hand out and catch it but um the quarterback like i said put it right on him put him on a, put it on his number so it, it was i should have um i should have really played and then i played with my upfield hand too so i should have really played with my own um, hand closest to him so i can um have a chance to break the ball up
3: so he almost threw it more like a
2: I don't like, know, a, like a
3: dig or something, right? Yeah, like or, where, or like where a he's
2: kinda... it, it was like a bang, it, it was like a bang. He he zipped it in there. Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as much air under it, you feel me? He didn't he didn't have to like the the I, I own the receiver was able to catch it like with his body, you feel me? It yeah. wasn't it wasn't where he had to put out his hands, but just just something I had to I had to recognize you. You know, I, 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 I like I said, whenever I recognize the um whenever I recognize the route, I try to do what I was taught, you know. Um mm. stay on the upfield shoulder.
0: So uh on Saturday our station was hosting a watch party at O'Hare's in Lexington so I was watching the game with a lot of Gamecock fans and one thing that we noticed was you guys uh in on the defense were lining up pretty far back on a lot of plays there. Yeah. What what's kind of the reasoning or the thought process for lining up so deep there?
2: <clears throat> yeah, um going into the week our coach um he he knew he um studied their scheme. He studied their scheme pretty well and he just was like basically just telling us um we were seeing it on film as well like all of their routes was pretty pretty deep so he would rather us um play ball on it and know know that it's coming that and then um be up there so close and just give him a chance give him a better chance at completing some of those balls so it was really just um the scheme going into that week you know um we press a lot here so not not necessarily changing it so it was just the scheme going into the game plan going into that week we just um like I said, playing ball instead of working ball. What he say like, no, don't, don't, um, don't do it if you know it's coming. Don't, you shouldn't go in there and press and play um tight coverage if you know um something deep's coming. So he he's just trying to help us out.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. So when you look, you know, obviously first half, hold Georgia to a field goal. Yeah, and then second half they come out. I think they had what twenty one unanswered. I don't think they got any points in the fourth quarter, but yeah. obviously they turned things around a little bit. So. What were the biggest differences? Like, when you look back at thinking back to the game, being there live on the field or even going back watching film, like, were, were there things schematically that they started doing different or did they just kind of start having more success, you know, running the ball, getting in favorable downs and distances?
2: Yeah, I would say, um, like I said, um, the biggest difference is probably just uh, attention to these uh, on, from the coaches and the players, like. Like I said, we had coming out of the half, we had so many self-inflicted wounds that that um against the number one team, they gonna make you pay. So they just found they just found those and they um and they and they um made us pay for them. So, All
0: right, we'll continue our conversation with Marcellus Dial as today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on on this Reaction Monday here on the game.
1: It's Reaction Monday. Sponsored by Carolina Honda Powerhouse. CarolinaHonda.com. Your home of the Gamecocks in the Midlands. 1075, the game. Also heard on the Grand Strand at 100.3, the game. And in the PD at 100.5, the game in Florence.
3: Bring the freshman. Boots it up. End over end. And got
2: it. Georgia's got three on the board, but Shane Beaver comes out and congratulates his defense who got a stop in the red zone
0: welcome back in to the garnet trust hour here on a reaction monday tyler head chris clark along with you marcellus dial joining us for today's edition of the garnet trust hour that was the lone points georgia got in the first half as south carolina took a 14 to 3 lead into the locker room uh you know coach beamer was very fired up as, as we expected him to be at halftime and we talked about this a little bit earlier on this morning his comments on the radio were hey we're kicking their butt right now which is exactly what he said that y'all expected to do going in what was the vibe at halftime what was his message to y'all prior to that second half um
2: uh, the message was the vibe was really we went in there we was like yeah this is not over we was just like we was excited we was um telling the, telling each other everything that we was doing good and just telling um making sure that we didn't think the game was over cuz we knew whenever we came out of halftime we was going to get their best shot their championship team back to back so we knew it was going to get their best shot so we really just on um, trying to stay focused and trying to and trying to do everything that we could do and just make our mindset know that we, we the game wasn't over we know that we was going they was going to come out there swinging so and the message from um coach Beamer was really the same thing like he knew he like he wasn't surprised that the game was going how it was because how we practiced, and he wasn't surprised that we was up, we was up on um, fourteen to three. So he was just basically trying to keep us, keep us in the mindset that the game wasn't over. It, it was like the same message that, that we was gonna come out there and they was gonna give us their best shot. So that that really was it.
3: So, Coach Beamer mentioned after the game Saturday's post game press conference. I think he said it again uh, last night on Sunday teleconference. That you know this team, yeah, you're you're one and two, but he feels like y'all are a, a far better team than what took the field in Charlotte against UNC. I, I assume you agree with that, but like, yeah. h- how how big of a difference do you think?
2: I mean, um, like like um, we knew from the from the beginning, we have a lot of new players and a lot of new, um, freshmen and stuff in right now, so um, I think it's a it's very big, like. We are, we are definitely a better team than when we were on um, North Carolina. Like, s- schematically, um, everybody on the same page and everything. Just everybody buying into what Coach Beamer's trying to do. So, we are definitely a better team.
3: So, since you mentioned the freshman play, and there have been a lot of them, like yeah. you said. And, um, you know, one of them's one of your running mates there in the secondary with Jalen Kilgore. Yeah. Uh, what have been your thoughts on Jalen and his play so far?
2: Oh, I, I've been... I've been not surprised, but I I mean, I expected it. You know, Um, he's came in there, he's taking the reps like he's a vet back there. You know, he made some mistakes, some fresh mistakes, but um, so far he's been doing a really, really good job. Just coming in, um, knowing the learning the game plan, knowing the game plan, and just going out there um, producing.
3: T.J. Sanders was in here uh, last week before the game and told us first time he saw Jalen, he thought he was a transfer. He didn't know. (laughs) He didn't think he was a freshman yeah. at all. It's a big dude.
2: Yeah, he is. He is for us. yeah. He definitely is to be a freshman. He got a really good size. He he got a really bright future here.
3: Um, speaking of TJ, he had, a in really my opinion, game. the best game of his career. Yes, he he was outstanding. You know what what did you see from him on the field, and just what have you seen from him in general?
2: Oh yeah, um, on the field, really. I I really didn't see it as much because you yeah, know, yeah. you're I'm, doing I'm your sitting thing. back there trying to focus on my job, but. <laughs> Um, after watching it like watching the film, like you just see his dominance, like how he can completely take a game over. Like he just really dominated the line of scrimmage, gave their um Georgia's offensive line hell, like <laughs> making tackles in the backfield, sacks, everything, like all day. So and what I see from him, like every day he, he's the same person, you know, like he has that ability to go in there each and every each and every game to take a game over just by his um his physical build by his mindset and how he carries himself. So he's a really good player.
0: I told Chris this yesterday when we found out you were going to be on the show, you're going to have a great game on Saturday against Mississippi state now because every time somebody (laughs) comes on the show, they end up balling out in the next game. Uh, So you should feel good about this weekend.
2: Definitely. Definitely.
3: So when you look at um, your own progression as a player, um, and I got some more freshmen to ask you about and and other teammates too, uh, by the way, but you look at your own progression as a player, you know i know you've spoken about this before but to give you another chance to speak about it um you know cam smith yeah. um darius rush guys you played with last year i think you actually even played more snaps than those guys last season yeah. like in total but you got to play alongside those guys for for a while now they're in the nfl obviously mm-hmm. doing their thing but what what did you take away from them
2: uh really just i would say um not necessarily anything I took away from them, but just things I learned from them, like whether it's like techniques or ways mm-hmm. to um finesse finesse the game. You feel me? Um, just just little things that little things and in Knicks includes the game that they um was able to help me out with just to elevate my game.
0: And now that those guys have moved on to the NFL, yes, what's sir. it like for you, kind of being one of the leaders in that secondary? We well, you obviously, you know, have, have guys like Emonwori and DQ Smith that played a lot last season, but are still underclassmen. What's it like from your perspective, kind of being the elder statesman in the secondary?
2: Uh, I mean, it's like I, I everybody is looking for looking to me to um be the standard, you know, looking to me to um uphold the standard that was left and um the, the, the new standard that we have. You feel me? So it's just. Not not too much weight on my shoulders, but something that I know I'm I, I've been I've been good with. So just something that I have to continue to be comfortable with leading the group. Um, because I've been doing a good job trying to just um add my two cents in here and there, and just um lead by example as well all the time.
3: I know you said that you know obviously during the game you're 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 so focused in on on your own job you're not even necessarily paying attention. You know what is the front doing? What's T. J. Sanders doing? Yeah. So offensively I'm sure that's the case too, but Tree Babalade yeah, started he, at left yeah, tackle.
0: My boy, tree.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he um so his PFF grade, which is not the end all be all, right, yeah. but he had a ninety pass blocking grade yeah. against he, Georgia as a tree. freshman. Yeah. That's pretty good.
2: Nah, that's really good. That's really
3: good. <laughs> um Big Tree, that's your guy you said. What what have been your thoughts on him, you know, stepping in early in his career? And playing big time yeah. football,
2: yeah, he's definitely a good guy. But um, my thoughts on him is, he he has everything um that that physically that it takes to get the job done. You know, so all it was for him is just um having confidence in himself, knowing that he could do it. I know he was kind of nervous going into the game, um, and and his confidence wasn't really where where it should have been. But I know I, having a game like this against an opponent like this, um. It's, he should not have any more confidence problems at all. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: think that would help. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. But he, <laughs> he should he should have the most high confidence. That was his first start. I mean, I mean, I expect anybody anybody a freshman at their first start is uh, Georgia. They they would be going in there like yeah, kind of <laughs> shaky a little bit. But nah, he, he adjusted well. He did a very good job. Um, doing what the coaches asked him to do. So.
0: All right, we'll continue our conversation with Marcellus Dial as today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour on a Reaction Monday rolls on here on the game.
1: What you're talking about. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. On your home of the Gamecocks. In Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence.
0: And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour. On this Reaction Monday, Tyler Head, Chris Clark along with you. Marcellus Dial hanging out with us going until 11 o'clock. Uh, Marcellus, obviously you guys respect every opponent that you play and probably prep for them all in similar ways, but Mm -hmm. when you look at this past week going up against a team like Georgia with so many weapons on offense, especially when it comes to the passing game, Brock Bowers, rah -Rah Thomas, Dominique Lovett, is is the preparation any different as opposed to a team like North Carolina week number one where we kind of knew going into the game their number one receiver, Tez Walker, probably wasn't going to get to play?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, um, every game is its own game. You feel me? So, every um, it's each and every game is a different scheme because you know you're going against some different opponent. So, knowing all their weapons, um, they had on offense on the outside, we um, we had to move a couple pieces around to adjust and to um, give ourselves the best chance to come out victorious.
3: Marcellus, what? When will you like really really dive into individually like Mississippi State film? Like watching their receiver techniques, yeah. watching their offense.
2: Um, like I said, today is my day off, but um, I usually try to get some some film in and mm-hmm. a little bit a little workout in today. So I probably um later on today I'll probably get in and um my coach try to go in and look at some of their base formations. Um and like yeah, look at their receivers, see see what they have and. Really, um, get get a head start on them.
3: First uh, SEC game at home this year. Yes, I know sir. you guys are home against Furman. Are are you ready to get back home yes, and play an sir. SEC game? Yes,
2: sir. I know that um the crowd's gonna be electric, so I can't wait to get back in our our home atmosphere. Well, I, I don't like I don't like going away, but it's fine.
0: So, so we obviously noticed a little bit of a different vibe when playing home games at night, as opposed yeah. to maybe like the noon kick. Do you guys get a different sense when it's a night game at home?
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, we play our best on uh, whenever, especially whenever we home. It's packed. It's a packed house this night. So, I mean, it's it's it is a different vibe whenever compared to us playing like noon, like you said. And whenever we play home, you just know you go and you come to you come to Willie B. You know you go get gonna get our best shot.
3: Wasn't it Juice that said he likes playing on the road even better than home games. I'm I pretty think sure so. he said that like, <laughs> yeah.
0: cuz he had that weird
2: stat where <laughs> no, it, 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 it's still going. He still
0: hasn't scored a touchdown in Willie B. He hasn't scored a receiving enough. touchdown. Receiving touchdown oh, yeah, at
2: least. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. But no, I I mean playing on the road, playing on the road not bad. It, it's <laughs> it's it's but you know you you love home, you feel sure. you love home but it, I I It is fun. It is fun going into someone's house and and taking it over. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It it is fun.
0: I have to ask since we're on this topic, a big conversation point last week was what uh, um, Tonka had said back at SC (laughs) Media Days, Kirby Smart's rebuttal on Monday. How much of that trickled into the locker room last week?
2: The own um, what how loud the stadium was yeah about, yeah, about Tonka yeah.
0: he so Tonka did not name Georgia's one of the most hostile environments he ever yeah. played in Kirby Smart got asked about it and I, I doubt Kirby actually heard what Tonka said he was responding <laughs> to the question and basically said well it sounds like Tonka's disrespecting the fan base they're going to come out loud like was that conversation happening in the locker room at all or are you guys blocking that out
2: oh yeah we we, we completely blocked that out and <laughs> we, we didn't even talk about that or it wasn't even a discussion but I mean, it was it was a um, it was a great environment to play in. You yeah, know? it was loud. It was um electric. It was everything that we expected. We wasn't surprised by anything.
3: Yeah, I don't. There's not many, um, and you don't don't weigh in on this. I'm I'm just saying it. You don't say anything so that we don't have you turn into a soundbite either. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, but there there are not many. SEC stadiums, road games, where you're gonna go and you're gonna leave and you're gonna be like, oh, that was kind of quiet. Yeah. Like, like there's maybe like one or two, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. at the most. Definitely. Do you like? Um, so I know you like playing at home better, obviously. But is there a game? Is there a kickoff time you like the best?
2: Uh
3: just for like the whole routine.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say I would. My my favorite is definitely noon, like twelve o'clock. Really? Okay. Yeah, get it. Get it. Get up, get it in, um, get it going. That's interesting. You feel me? I I I love playing well, at twelve o'clock. That, the earlier the better. <laughs> I guess that allows
0: you to actually enjoy a little bit of the end of Saturday, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Not not that. Yeah, yeah. That is the biggest fight. Then we ain't got to wait all day, wait around all day to play. You feel me? I, well, those seven, yeah, seven thirty yeah. games are fun, but it, the the waiting. Well,
3: you know? those road games. I mean, y'all probably got back from Charlotte at what like two a.m. No, nah, we got Or was it a little back, bit?
2: Yeah, well, Oh, from Charlotte, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, it was kind of late. It was definitely late whenever we got back from Charlotte. I thought you were talking about Athens, or like far away road games. Yeah. You know, you get
3: back at two, three a.m. and then yeah. you're back in the building. The
2: next, you know, morning, twelve hours yeah, later, yeah.
3: trying to rest, definitely. and then you're you're right back at it.
0: So. I can see it's from a fan's perspective. The night games are obviously more fun because yeah. you have the whole day to like build up to. It. But I can see from a player's perspective, like, all right, let's let's get this game over with yeah, and could you chill it? out a little bit Try at the not. end of the day.
2: Trying not to psych yourself out. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a lot of time to think. Game. Yeah, a lot of turn, a lot of time to think compared to you waking up. All right, you got pregame meal, got breakfast and everything. You got a couple meetings, then and then you go out there and play. You ain't got to think about it all day, but competitive night games, boy, you are gonna be waiting. It's, it, it's gonna feel like forever.
0: So this is something that we talk about a lot. But if you play like a night game one week, like a seven thirty game, and then you roll into a noon game the next week. Is there kind of like a sleepiness factor to going from one end to the other like week to week, or is that just something that people make up?
2: Uh, I, I, <laughs> for me, from my point of view, I don't, I don't feel any difference, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's something people make up, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't feel any difference from it. It's just like a different mindset, you know. You, like I said earlier, you got to – compared to a, a noon game, you got to wake up and get ready to play. But then the night game, you gotta, you got time to – Really calm yeah. down, think about everything. You feel me?
3: So you gave us an opening on to talk about food. So pregame meals and everything. Um, what it? What's the strategy on the pregame meal? So first of all, I I really don't know. I I gotta know this. When y'all are at the team hotel and it's time for like the pregame meal, I know it depends on like game time. Is it noon? Is it three thirty? Is it four? Is it seven thirty? Seven whatever. But are y'all all kind of being served the same thing? Is it like yeah. a buffet type of deal?
2: So it's really basically each and every week it's kind of like the same thing that we have. Um, and then as well as like we have a little um, action station, like and we have like um, chefs, people that work in a facility that be cooking for us. They um they there they um making us um, a pasta that we like. We we can put in a pasta order. So it's really the same thing each and every week, but. Yeah, yeah. The menu never changes.
3: What what time is the last meal before you go out there and play? Like you said, like two hours before. Yeah,
2: like? yeah. Like around like two hours on before. So we'll probably eat at like. We'll probably eat at like three. Well, yeah, it's it's a little bit a night game. We we'll probably eat at like three, and then after dinner we got we got a little bit of time to ourselves. Got to be, and then we will probably leave the hotel around like five. And go to yeah. the stadium. But um, I think this I can't I can't. Like really remember the time that we ate um last weekend, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was it was definitely two hours before. You, you gotta we, be careful not yeah, to, yeah. yeah you, you gotta wanna, be careful not
3: to eat too much yeah no yeah. Eat a bunch of pasta and yeah,
2: stuff. And then, yeah that's why that's why we um we, we so far ahead so that yeah. our food can digest our stuff. But like the pasta stomach has
0: stomach. like the carbs for energy and yes, stuff, yeah, so. you got a carb blood a little balance. bit yeah. So when when you're not because obviously in the season you probably need to focus on eating healthy. When you're not having to focus on eating healthy, like. What's your go-to like cheat meal kind of thing?
2: Ah, uh, cheap meal probably Bojangles. I mean, yeah, Bojangles <laughs> or pizza. You know, I, I I be I don't really cheat. I mean, cause, cause really nothing food any type of food really don't affect me. So I, I just oh man, really? really? Yeah, I mean, I eat anything. I wish. Yeah,
3: <laughs> would <laughs> be nice. I used to be like I'm that. Blessed, man. The older you get, the older you get, it catches up with you. It eventually. does start catching up with you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it won't catch yeah. up with you like elite athlete as much as. Me sitting in chairs, sports writer guy, but yeah, yeah it does. Man, <laughs> pizza is a good one. That yeah. is. What's your, what's the toppings?
2: Uh, I like um pepperonis, mm-hmm. classic I mushrooms. I don't, it's a weird combination, Ooh. but I love pepperoni. My my,
0: and my dad likes those. I always had to pick the mushrooms off. That's nah, not for me.
2: I love mushrooms on pizza. I, I pick that's, anchovy extra up.
0: Pro, that's extra protein, so that yeah. helps.
2: Really? I, yeah, any I guess mushrooms it is. protein. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they are. So is pepperoni,
3: but I don't think yeah. it's good. Uh, those are not very good protein for you. you yeah. Know. <laughs> and then y'all, y'all get a snack. Y'all get like a meal after the game too, right? I imagine oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. important.
2: Oh, yeah. We get a meal after the game every every week. That that Now, that meal changes um, week yeah. by week. So it, it's, it's definitely a good meal. We
3: get out and then what's kind of the routine real quick for like right after the game? And I know it depends on the time probably, but like what's the routine right after the game for – are you just, like, getting home and just, like, you're just, like, crashing? Oh, are you
2: talking about, like, like, in the locker room or just? No, get, no. Oh, getting I, back home. Oh, when y'all home. are finished. Like, oh, so you, Coach Beamer says home, y'all get out of here. Getting back home. Collapse. Yeah, I'm, I'm going going back home just thinking about the game, you know, when I lost, you feel yeah. me? Yeah. Thinking about my performance, Um, and then I'm – I really can't go to sleep until I watch the whole all the film. So I, I really, I don't, right. surprisingly, I'm not, I'm not really that exhausted. I think I'm exhausted, but you know, I, I, like I said, I can't go to sleep until I watch all the film. Kind of, like I don't feel good
3: mentally, but, still like keyed up. Yeah, a mentally little
2: bit. still like dang, like plays I made for um, left out on the field. I, I be thinking about that or just like things I could have done better. That I wish I would have, you feel me. So it's just, mm. just me, um. Trying to perfect my own craft, so I don't really, I really don't go to sleep after a game. Right after a game, as soon as I get home, I like I said, I stay up a little bit later and watch film and ease my mind. Yeah, we'll Try wrap up.
0: See. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with today's guest, Marcellus Dial. Coming up, you're listening to the Game on a Reaction Monday.
1: It's Reaction Monday, sponsored by Carolina Honda Powerhouse. CarolinaHonda.com, your home of the Gamecocks in the Midlands. 1075, The Game. Also heard on the Grand Strand at 100.3, The Game. And in the PD at 100.5, The Game in Florence.
0: Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on a Reaction Monday. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, along with you. Today's guest, Gamecocks defensive back Marcus or Marcellus Dial, excuse me, hanging out with us <laughs> for just a couple more uh, minutes. Uh, Marcellus, I always ask this for guys that are from the state of South Carolina. Did you grow up a, a Gamecock fan? Yes,
2: sir. I, I grew up, <laughs> um, I definitely grew up a Gamecock fan. I've um, seen a lot of Clemson fans where I'm from, like, <laughs> not where I'm from, but like around the school area and everything. It, it was always like, Everybody, everybody, always liked Clemson. So I, I was like one of the rebellious ones.
3: The <laughs> man on an island out there. Yeah. Why yeah. was that? Like, did you, did you literally pick it just to be different? Or oh yeah, you yeah. Had I some...
2: mean, I mean, yeah. Some sort of way. Like, I like. Mm. I remember. I remember. Like one time we was in school. I like, I think it was middle school, in, like South Carolina, The um, rivalry match was coming up, and like it was like every year, everybody. Every, and our teacher, I, I something they our school they did, it was like um, they let you pick. They had like a little billboard, and you got to put a sticker on which side which team you think right. you win. And, like, I, I remember looking at the billboard, and, like, majority of the stickers, <laughs> you write your name on the sticker, majority of the stickers on Clemson's side. Yeah. And it was, like, barely any on the South Carolina <laughs> side. So it, that's really when I started liking it. Your <laughs>
0: middle school years, that would have been right around the time of those 11-win seasons under yeah, Spurrier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they probably won that game yeah. where you
2: picked the. Yeah. You, you picked the, <laughs> definitely. Chances are. Now, yeah.
0: now South Carolina's had a lot of good DBs come through the program, especially during that era. Is there a particular one that you maybe looked up to or tried to model your game after?
2: Uh, not not to model my game after, but um, DJ Swearinger. That's a good one yeah i mean he i, I love the way he played he played with an edge um <laughs> co- uh, a major competitive edge he was like crazy out there like <laughs> lo- you yeah. he knew how to lay the wood yeah lay the wood and he was just like a a, a playmaker like um every, every 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 time he was on that field like he, he he had a chance to make a play you feel me like and a play that own um, could change the game so
3: I want to get your thoughts. We were talking about some of your teammates earlier on Spencer Rattler in the year that he's had so far. Yeah. You know, just offensively. Again, I know you're focused on your side uh-huh. and everything, but you you have gone back and watched the game film and and all that stuff and kind of on the sideline the little bits you can catch. But what have been your thoughts on how Spencer's played? How he's led the team?
2: Oh yeah, he he he's done played a really really he's been, so far had a really solid year. You know like he he's took a he's taking a very big step from last year um being careless with the ball and everything so he's had a really really solid year i know he's gonna continue to have a really good year he's gonna um continue to um change people's perspective on him and continue to just um lead us in the right direction like he's been doing so far like it, it, with the court- like coach says all the time with a quarterback like we have um we have every chance every every game we have a chance to win so and that's completely true because he's he's a he's a hell of a quarterback.
0: So that's something we talked about a lot in the off season. Just listening to him when talking to the media, and certainly watching him through these first couple of games, he just seems so like locked in to a degree that maybe he wasn't a year ago. Do you guys get that same sense being around him and in the locker room too?
2: Yeah, he he's definitely locked in, poised, um, have all the confidence in himself, and 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 also in us and as a team, offense, defense. So he he's definitely definitely poised and definitely um confident so.
3: so now that you're turning the page mississippi state to kind of recap you know the the schedule y'all are off today kind of guys that need treatment get treatment go in you'll watch some film later and then biggest biggest day of the week according to you tomorrow on tuesday so yeah. i know y'all aren't like all the way in into mississippi state prep but y'all are gonna be there you know tonight tomorrow yeah. so kind of not specific to Mississippi State, Marcellus, but give us some keys of some things that you feel like defensively, whether it's as an individual um, or as a team. Like, what do y'all need to continue to clean up and get better? You know, you, you said y'all have improved from week one to week two to week three. Yeah. So, how do you continue that progression? What has to get better?
2: Um, not necessarily – well, I don't, I don't think get better. I mean, we have to get better at recognizing formations. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, study and that and that comes with studying film, just um, reckon um, preparing for preparing for what the team may do, just and then also stopping a run, which we did a really good job of. What well, we keep on trying to improve, um, by doing we have a goal every week of um yards per carry that we um we want each and every week. So continuing to trying to meet that goal, then also um just getting off the field on third downs and. And um, that's a big one, cause we we have to we have to be able to get off the field on third third downs to give our offense a, um ball back, and also creating more turnovers, whether mm-hmm. it's forced fumbles, interceptions, just just um making more plays on the ball.
0: So I know you'll dive more into the tape of Mississippi State as the week goes along, but they got beat pretty handily by LSU at home yeah. this past Saturday. When you look at a team that's coming off of a tough loss like that, do you, you feel like they're going to come in more motivated to their next game, knowing that they, you know, kind of got shown up in the previous one?
2: I mean, I I, I would expect that would be the um would would, would be the idea because no one is like no one likes getting beat up on, you know. No one likes getting getting exposed or embarrassed on national television. So I would expect they would come in and um try to regroup and give us their best shot.
3: Yeah. So individually, let let's go there. You you kind of went over the team goals, and I think you spoke about this a little bit earlier. But you know, just individually, is it just about? kind of the same kind of things like recognizing formations you know cleaning up like like kind of the route you were talking about earlier like the technique and things like that
2: yeah cleaning, and just trust like i I got all the confidence in myself just trusting myself what i see you know and just cleaning up my own techniques whenever i whenever i'm out there just taking it um really one play at a time and just try to um yeah try to make a play try to make um plays that can change the game whenever they come to me whenever i have the opportunity
0: What's something that, and we're obviously three uh, games into the season so far. What's something that, if you had to give one message out to the South Carolina fan base about this team, what should they know about y'all?
2: Uh, we coming. <laughs> 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 nah, for real though. Um, the best is yet to come. Like this, um, I know the season has started off rocky, you know, um, but but we really it's really something. South Carolina fans, it's really something to look forward to. Like we have a lot, we have a lot in store for y'all.
0: What's a message to uh, Gamecock Nation for Saturday night against Mississippi State?
2: Uh, Come out there, be loud, um, show up early, come support us, um, and we are gonna give y'all a show. Like it's gonna be electric out there. We gonna um, first SEC game home, so you know, you know, we gotta, we, we ain't gonna go out without a bang, you know. So. Come out there, um, come have some fun with us.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're expecting big things out of you Saturday night yes, because sir. again, when you come on the Garnet Trust Tower, you immediately <laughs> ball out in <laughs> your next game. So every great play you make on Saturday, don't forget about us. All right. I got you. <laughs> all right, Marcellus. Thanks for taking a little bit of your Monday morning with us. Thanks for hanging out on today's edition of the Garnet Trust Tower. Good luck this weekend and good luck to uh, all you all for the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That'll do it for the Garnet Trust Tower. Coming up next. It's Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on a Reaction Monday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.